What's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Matt Shalava, and it is Wednesday, and it's just been, it's been a weird, weird day. I'll just put it that way. So, I live in the Pittsburgh area in Pennsylvania, and typically, maybe once per year, we get a really, really decent snow, maybe twice, three times. I'm talking like a really good snow, though, where you have six to eight inches and and things go a little bit crazy, but usually that happens January, February, sometimes even early March. It's not, it's never December. Well, last night, that changed because they started predicting earlier, I guess yesterday, that there was a winter weather advisory for today, starting at 7 a.m. and running till 7 a.m. Thursday morning. So pretty much a 24-hour winter weather delay or winter weather advisory. And it was kind of up in the air. You get these things, you see these things get wrong all the time. They'll expect six to eight inches, and then you get two, or they'll say, hey, we're going to get a a foot of snow. And then like back in when I was in eighth grade, we ended up getting like three feet of snow. It was crazy. But they were saying, hey, you guys may want to be prepared because around afternoon on Wednesday, you're probably going to start to get about six inches of snow. And so I looked out my window at work and I'm looking out there and the snow starts falling at around 10 and not really sticking or anything, just, just falling real lightly and stuff. Then I looked out there around noon and snow's coming down pretty good. So I ran my packages to the post office and FedEx and got that all taken care of. So I didn't have to do that after work. And then it got to about three o'clock and I looked out the window and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and I thought, well, I need to get going because if it gets dark and it's snowing like this, I don't know how I'm going to get home because a lot of times the roads are, they're not, they're not well maintained a lot of times, especially this early in the winter. So I was getting packed up and ended up going a different way home because the bridges that take me across the river to my house were closed and took me regular time to get home, just went a different way. But it's just been weird. It's been a weird day. You have that sort of thing going on. You have reselling stuff going on. We can talk about that. That, That's been a little bit wild for me. And then work has just been, it's been, a lot of things have been breaking that are things that we need to to use. And I'm the engineer, but I don't really know how to fix them because I've never seen these things before. So just a lot of whole, a lot of different things hitting you from all angles. So I'm at work trying to get things done. I'm looking out at snowing. I'd like to be out in the snow. I love snow. So snow is like my favorite thing. And I'm trying to get things done that I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like sometimes that kind of relates back to eBay a little bit where you are, you need to get things done. And that's kind of like work for me. But you look out and you see all these other things you want to do and you get distracted so easily from your listings or from whatever with maybe these other things. Maybe it's sourcing. Maybe that distracts you or maybe it's going and spending time with with doing something else like watching tv or maybe it's going in playing madden or whatever like these are things that distract me but you get the point so anything can be a distractor and i find it so so interesting that in all facets of life we end up finding things to distract ourselves with from our our the things that we're trying to attract or the things that we're trying to do and and attack i guess i'm trying to say the things that we're trying to attack we end up getting distracted from and so it's something where I see that happening in my daily life, and I wonder, is that happening on eBay? And it does happen a considerable amount. So things I've been trying to do to try and combat that would be listing consistently, trying to make sure as soon as I get home, I'm, I'm really getting on, on my shipping, and I'm getting things shipped and, and ready to go, getting listed, uh, the 
labels and stuff printed out, just trying to keep on top of things and attack it from the moment I get home because that gets me more productive and, and allows me to stay productive throughout the night. But today was weird for a multitude of reasons, and maybe the thing that hit me the worst today was the fact that I was able to get some PlayStations. Not not as many as some. I saw people that had checked out hundreds. I didn't do that. But I was able to get some, and I sold one of them to a buyer with zero feedback. And for those of you who've been selling on eBay, you know that people are sometimes cautious to sell to buyers with zero feedback. Now, I've sold to buyers with zero feedback for anything and everything. Coffee mugs. I sold my strange loves to a buyer for 500 bucks that didn't have any feedback. I sold, I've sold gaming consoles. I, it, whatever you want to name, I've probably sold it to somebody that has zero feedback. And I've done very well with it. I've never really had any issues with that. Now, obviously, the big concern with somebody having zero feedback is that somebody created the account that day, purchased your item, and then wants to con you out of it by saying, I never got this, or this is defective, and then try pretends to return it, never sends you anything back, and then shuts their account down, and now you're out the money. So I've never been a big supporter of, of putting buyer requirements in place. Buyer requirements is a thing eBay allows you to do where you can basically say, I want my buyers to have, and it goes up to five, uh, at least five feedback. I want them to have not had an unpaid item case within this many this many unpaid item cases within the past month. I want them to, and it gives you a whole bunch of different requirements and stuff like that. And you can apply that to all your current things that are being sold and any future ones that are being sold. And I've never been a big fan of that because why would you do that? You're losing sales. At least in my mind, you're losing sales. But today made me really question that. So I ended up selling a PlayStation for upwards of a thousand dollars we'll just put it at that it was it was over a thousand dollars by a a decent amount and shipped it out to the buyer they actually messaged me a couple times on ebay said hey just wanted to check make sure everything was going all right with this and then i was like yeah yeah of course like everything's all right they said okay perfect just just checking the tracking wanted to make sure it was uploaded and everything so i send the item out to the buyer and a little tip with expensive items make sure you have buyer signature required okay that's important that is very important you want this thing to be signed for by the buyer you don't want the buyer saying hey i didn't get this i i don't know somebody stole it off my front porch and you don't want to have to deal with that because even though it's their fault if it was actually delivered you just want to avoid that that pain and, and it's only like five bucks so if it's a thousand dollar item just pay that plus you want to buy the insurance on that anyways so i bought the insurance and then the signature was actually just thrown in for free i think once it's above a certain amount for insurance they just throw in the signature for free so okay fine i have i have insurance i have a signature i packed this thing like it was like it was being sent off in one of those like money trucks that you see that pulls up that's like real decked out and like nobody could ever break into that thing like that's how well this thing was packed like this thing could have survived being dropped from a plane like that it was it was good it was well packaged I put tape all over the thing nobody's breaking into this thing if somebody breaks into this package you know it they 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 tore the box apart by with their by their you know by the seams and just completely dismantled the whole thing that's how you're getting this apart because it's basically a box covered in a tape layer like that's what it was so I shipped this thing out and the person files a request with me on eBay. Now, if you don't have managed payments, I don't know if you get requests or not, but I noticed that I got a whole lot more requests is what they're called once I join managed payments. And that's basically a buyer saying, hey, I didn't get this item or this item's defective. Um, it really mostly happens for items that they didn't receive or items that they say they didn't get. And 
it's it, it comes up and says you have a request and then it places your funds on hold so just sit back for a second and imagine that over th- $1000 of your money is tied up on eBay because somebody has said they didn't get the item and you go and check the tracking and it says it was delivered it, like the the carrier delivered it to that person so now it's the person's fault but they've managed to get eBay to tie up $1000 of your money and you can't have it. You, it's not yours until the buyer figures out what happens, until they decide what happens. And so it's it's not exactly like that where the buyer decides, but I'm going through this and I'm going, well, this is not going to work for me whatsoever. I'm not going to let some buyer scam me. I've had buyers come and take, okay, $10, $20, $30 items. Fine. I'm not happy about it. I'll, I'll do my best to fight it, but I got bigger fish to fry sometimes. But when you're going to try and take $1,000 from me, that's not good. That's not going to happen. So I I need to figure out what I'm going to do because I can't let, just let that go by the wayside and let $1,000 go. That's not something that I'm at all going to, to be comfortable with. So I immediately called eBay and I said, hey, here's what's going on. I know for a fact that this thing was shipped very, very well. It should have had no issues arriving to the buyer. And here's here's exactly what happened. I told them everything that happened. They said, well, here's what we can recommend. You need to contact the shipping carrier, which I usually don't like doing because these shipping carriers are so bogged down right now. It takes forever. And so they're like, just contact the shipping carrier, see what happens, see what information you can get and get back to us with it and put everything you can into the case. So I did that. And I've been documenting everything that's happened since then with this case. So I marked down specific times, specific specific times, specific dates, and exactly what was said to me. So I, I put everything that the eBay representative put said to me on the phone, I put that in there. Then I went and called FedEx on hold for an hour. So just think about that, an hour of your life listening to that stupid music on the phone, trying not to just, you know, you're pretty aggravated already and they got this music playing in your ear for an hour. So I called them and they said, hey, we have looked at the tracking for this item after I explained what happened they said and every time we check it into a new location we weigh it and it weighed in at 18 pounds every time which is what the package weighed when I sent it out they said so basically what we're seeing here is that nobody took anything because it weighed 18 pounds now if we saw that the package weighed significantly less than 18 pounds and I don't know what that means or, or whatever they said we would have contacted there's two things that they do they either say empty container so they just kind of like nullify the shipment and they kind of stop it there and then it gets stopped or they put on it um what was it called it was something like uh package package opened contact shipper and or contact person that made the shipment and basically what they do is they, they they stop the package and they contact whoever shipped the item and says hey this is empty what's going on here it says that there's 18 pounds and there's nothing in here and so i told her exactly what the buyer said which was i opened my box and got bubble wrap and tissue paper two things i didn't even put in the box so i that's not true and that's how i knew it was fake because i didn't wrap it in bubble wrap and they said that's all they got and so the lady said, well, that's odd that, that that would be what she got considering that all the the times we waited, it was 18 pounds. So it was 18 pounds when it left for her house and 18 pounds when it got there. And you had her signed for it. So what did she do? Pick up an empty box that is supposed to weigh something. Obviously, this gaming console isn't a feather. And, and she picked it up and signed for it. Like, like, no, she should have rejected the package. And on top of that, 
on top of all of these things, we would have sent it back to you anyways. If it was empty, we would have sent it back. So you have all this information. I said, okay, great. How do I figure, how do I get that in a document? So she made a claim for me with FedEx. I'm, I'm waiting to get that back. I just, I'm kind of tied up right now because I'm not sure if eBay is going to f- resolve the case in quotes before FedEx gets back to me with that documentation, but they're going to get back to me whenever they see the case and go, well, we can't refund you because of this reason, this reason, and this reason. That's what the lady on the phone said. So hopefully that's what they do. Hopefully they provide me all that. And then I can, I can provide that to eBay. The other thing they asked for was photos of the item in the box. And a lot of people say these don't matter. I think they matter on the margins. I think that, and we'll see, we'll see. I've never really had this sort of situation, so I can't really speak from too much experience, but if you're a person reviewing this case and you see one side say, I never got the item, provide no no documentation, no nothing, and you see the other side provide significant photos of the item in the box, um, you see them go through all the the trouble to provide documentation from FedEx saying, hey, this is weighed every time. They filed a case with FedEx. They have communicated very well that, basically everything since the case was filed has been documented in this big thing that's usually above and beyond what most people would do i think that's over the top for what most people would try and do so that's my hope my hope is that i i don't just provide them with so much information that it's like oh this guy's just crazy it's information that's actual legitimate stuff that's not just me making things up so that's kind of what i'm going for as well and i did provide them with photos of the PlayStation in the box with an invoice with her name and my name on it. So, I mean, you can't get any any more distinct than that. It literally has the exact order number, the order amount, her name and address, and my name and address on the invoice. And eBay gives you one of those invoices and packing slips every time you make a you get a sale. So, why am I saying all this? Why am am I am I trying to convince you that I have the best plan ever? No. I'm fairly concerned that they won't actually accept any of this. They'll side with the buyer and I will need to call eBay into perpetuity to get my my $1,000 back because I know FedEx isn't giving it to me. They already told me they probably won't. So what, what do I do? What do I do? Well, that's besides the point right now. What I'm telling you is it's good to be, it's good to take care of your yourself and take precautions when items cost a lot. And this is something that I got away from that I've done before. I used to take pictures of stuff in the box whenever it costs a lot. I used to I used to make sure I documented things like that whenever it was a very high-end item, and I got away from that a little bit. And so it's important to keep that kind of stuff in mind because there's several items, pairs of shoes, um, other sorts of high-end items that electronics that I've gotten that I've never actually been like, hey, uh, I should take photos of these with an invoice and stuff. And, and luckily, I have those for this, but if I didn't, I may be screwed. And so it's important to take those precautions when you have a high-end item, a $1,000 item, a $500 a $500 item, something like that, that where you're like, okay, this is going to be pretty terrible to lose if I end up getting scammed out of this. Let's make sure that all my bases are covered. That way, if I ever find myself in a situation where somebody is trying to scam me, I can do everything I can in my power to prevent it from happening. So that's just really where I'm at right now. It isn't resolved by any means. I don't really know till the 21st of December what's going to happen, but... I will tell you this, that lady, I I am not letting her have a free PlayStation, not on my dime. It can be on somebody else's, I don't care, but it's definitely not going to be on mine because if I have to call eBay every day for the next, I don't know how long to figure out how how to get my money back, I will, 
But I mean, I was even talking to one of my friends who's very, very big on eBay. He does a lot of eBay, a lot of volume on eBay. And he was like, just call eBay and flip out until you get to a manager and they'll give you what you want. And I mean, if if it comes down to it and you've lost a thousand dollars, you may need to do that. I mean, it's not out of the question. So we'll see. I'm hoping that I don't have to go that route. I try and do things as clean as possible and just like get things done and and hopefully do them the right way. But if things break uh, break the wrong way and I end up getting screwed out of this, I'm definitely calling them up and flipping out. I mean, that's not that's not a light thing to lose. $1,000, because you lose the cost of the PlayStation, you, you lose the profit. That's just, that's that's unacceptable. So my, my point is, make sure you're covering yourself, right? Make sure that you have your bases covered for these bigger items. You don't need to do it for every item. And if you're just starting out and you're selling coffee mugs, don't even worry about somebody with zero feedback. I used to worry about that. It's not a big deal. But if you're selling a PlayStation or or something that's upwards of 500 bucks, you may want to consider moving some of your listings, if not all of your listings, over to just, hey, I want this buyer to at least have this many feedback and not have any of these sorts of issues within the last month, because that's probably your best bet. Now, I put a post up on Instagram of exactly how to do that, so if you want to find that, just hit me up on Instagram at MatchForLava. You can look at my most recent post um, from what is today? January, not January, gosh, December 16th. Um, look up that post and you would be able to find it December 16th, 2020. And you'd be able to find exactly what I'm talking about. But for now, I'm going to go. If you guys do get any value from this podcast whatsoever, and I know I, I'm looking at the numbers. I know that some of you out there are listening consistently, which is really awesome. I really appreciate that. If you could just scroll down to the bottom of your podcast app, preferably iTunes, and just hit the five-star review that would mean the world to me because that's how I grow this podcast. That's how more people find it. And I want to be able to help more people. I'm not just doing this to, to help a few people. I want to be able to help a lot of people. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. But for now, I'm going to go. It's still snowing. We probably got about five more inches of snow on the way before tomorrow morning. So I'm going to get some stuff wrapped up and then go to bed so I can get up early and get to work. But you guys have a good rest of your Wednesday. I will talk to you tomorrow on Thursday with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.